how wonderful it is. You're about to listen to the Game Punchers podcast. Welcome to Game Punches Podcast, episode 179 for Thursday, June the 1st, 2017. Game Punches is the most regressive and ponderous video game podcast on the internet. My name is Steve. And my name is Fraser. Wow, that was like super long and drawn out. Well, we got to make up time, time to somehow. Kill. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, got to... No news. Get all those minutes back, slow. No other guests. Yeah. Fuck news. Hosts. Not even guests. Well, you know what? They might be guests. Might as well be. They've been downgraded to guests. (laughs) Special guests. (laughs) Special appearance by John Lavallee, L-A-V-A-L-L-E, and Fish, wherever he is. Fish popped up a bit this afternoon on chat and then disappeared again. Oh, he had to go to the airport. So he's off. All right. John has children. He does, being a father again. <laughs> all right, so I don't have any preamble at all this week. I really don't. This is like bare bones, like a raw, raw show. I got no frills. No, I think we can admit that it's going to be a little bit of a, we're just cobbling this one together. But we're getting a show out, so the rest of you, all of you are going, oh, God, these guys. Yeah, shut the session. fuck up, everybody, really. <laughs> there we go, thanks. He said it. There you go, yeah. Um, so, but you know what? It's a bit of a preamble. I did this weekend. I went back to the Church of the Silver Ball. Mm. For my second visit, second adventure, yeah, yeah, second adventure. So that was good. Uh, I saw the like guy Mike who was running it, so that was nice. Ah, uh, the, Mike with the wig on. Um, the, all the other guys weren't there, but it looked as though his family were there, friends and wives, and they were celebrating his birthday. So it's like mm. I guess he is there, and it's open for people to come in and play pinball. But I mean, he's there. It's, it's like his house. Basically. It's like his man cave, right? Which is this industrial. But he lets people in. Yeah, which I come in, throw $20 in his hand, and play pinball. Uh, that works. Very nice. Yeah, they offered me some, some birthday cookies and stuff. But I mean, I just, uh, I didn't really sort of sit and chat to them this time. I just head down, went and played pinball for probably about two and a half hours. Damn. Damn, son. And uh, it was good. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's very odd. I sort of sat down and I started playing a game, and I was like, "What am I doing? Am I really enjoying this?" And then as you, Are you? as but the problem is, there's, there's too many machines, right? And I think after I was to start with, you're overwhelmed by choice. So you sit down, you play a machine, and and you're just playing a pinball machine, and you slap it and try to keep the ball. You're playing that as you newbie playing a pinball machine you're just trying to stop the ball from going down the middle you don't really know what the objective of the game is the, right, that's games, pretty much me playing yeah these games have ever. objectives uh but the longer i stayed playing 
you know, I loaded up every time. I loaded up four games, so I played four games at a time on every machine. And, and the more I played, I suddenly they start these games start to open up a bit, right? And you start to realize, hang on a second, it's te- I'm not so baffled by all the lights and noises and going in, needing a safe space. I'm starting to get used to it now. <laughs> and, and uh, not getting triggered as much. I wasn't getting triggered by the lights and the noise and the bells. And you start to realize that it's telling you things, right? You can you start endure to, its microaggressions. And you start to realize it's suddenly saying, hey, you know what? Get up that right ramp when that is lit and that will lock, yeah. it, lock your ball. Or, or hit that to open up a lock for a multi-ball. Or, and, you, and you start to figure it out. And that's where it starts to become interesting. <laughs> Psychotic is when the game is telling you where to go. Well, That's pretty much... When it's like, there you go, shoot the ball up the right hand side. You're like, okay, I need to go away. Well, you I'm see, done. the funny too much. Yeah, then you have these games. You sit there and you'll have a game. Or I was, I like, I was playing one machine, and I would have a game, and I was like, kept it going for what I felt was like a good, good amount, a couple of multi balls or whatever, and I finished off on say forty million points. And then you look up, and it's like, well, you can have a free replay at eight hundred million, and you're like, oh, Ooh. now. So you, yeah. so now you have to start scratching your brain. It's like, how are they getting up to these scores? You know, there are people who can right. dominate these machines and just never lose a ball and, and hit the ramps whenever they want. But Well, like, deft them a blanket for one of them. I played Tommy, actually. That was one of the machines I played a really? lot of. Yeah, I played a ton Brilliant. of Tommy. How uh, do you think he does it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's actually Tommy the Musical. Um, so, it's not a very, oh. so it's not a very old machine. It's uh, Yeah, that was pretty cool. But, yeah, you just, so you have to figure out how do I get the big points? Where are the big points coming from? Points. Um, so, points, uh, points. Yeah, it was good. So I played you know, I played a lot of Tommy. I played a lot of... Uh, I'm just going to say the names of the machines because some people might care. Party mm. Zone, which is an old machine I'd played a lot of in the past, which I really like. That machine was a little bit on the... That's a hard machine. Uh, but it was cool, and I played a ton of Spider-Man. Spider-Man's a pretty modern one. Spider-Man. And it's got tons of stuff going on, and all the bad guys—Venom, Doc Ock, everything in there. It's really cool. That was it's a, got good graphics. It's got re- nah, janky graphics on that dot matrix oh, screen, but dear. it's got really cool yeah. things going on all over the place. So, oh, I gotta log in. Shit. So that's really good. All right, excellent. So, Church of the Silver Ball still, still feeding you the the crack. It was but, a good place for me like my parents uh, my parents god damn it where do I live with oh, my parents? parents my wife and kids had gone away for the night so what am I going to do oh, if I oh. go play some pinball why not that's not what I would have done but that's <laughs> <laughs> I did that too <laughs> Gibbon Gibbon Simulator 2017 <laughs> this is just awful Awful. I don't know. You can call out. it farming simulator, and then things get really <laughs> weird. <laughs> In an al- allegorical way, really. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> allegorical farming simulator. <laughs> Simulacrum. Harvesting. Okay. It's really spreading it's the seed. Wrong. Keep going. Awful. So wrong. Uh, combination harvester does not. Can't, I can't make that work in there. No. I, I can't make it work. Um, plyweight, no. That's because it's the obvious opposite. All right, let's move on from that. What else you got? Cause I, seriously, dude, I got nothing this week. I got nothing to like talk about. Oh, well, I, get, I, got, I got a new microphone. 
Right, microphone is good. I said to you, as we, you've gone the route. I was the first one to get this microphone. Then John picked it up, and now you finally have Trailblazer. jumped on board. Yeah, so well, because John can't give me shit about it. Anyone who's interested, gonna, we're get, all rocking. Like mic shaming. <laughs> you guys, look, what, what I'm, I'm probably the one who's edited the most of the podcasts in the last probably couple, true in the last few years. Let's not all oh, around the bush. the entire life <laughs> of the podcast. Actually, at this point, probably. Uh, yeah, your audios don't come in that great. You and John have. You've had both had periods where they've been a bit sketched. Right now, John's in a bad patch. So even though he's rocking the good microphone, his audios yeah. tend to tend to come in a little bit on the low side. Um, yours tend to come in vo- have come in volume wise okay, but they right. don't sound as good as they sound now. Right, that's because I got the expert microphone, of course. So we'll see how that works out. Um, For anyone who cares, would you like to tell them what it is you bought? Uh, this is an Audio Technica. Uh, ATR twenty one hundred. There you go. Yeah, it's a good mic. Why is good Lenovo price. sending me emails? Spam. Fuck off, Lenovo. So yeah, professional shit going down now. Yeah, this is nice. And you know what? It's a bit. Every now and again, I keep coming up with this. Like I, I listen to a lot of other podcasts, right? I mean, you listen to a lot of podcasts, right? Yeah, and and well, for Christ's sake, you're probably on most of the ones you listen to, but the ones that like you you bad. aren't <laughs> you aren't on, right? There's an awful lot of Patreon or donations, this or uh, not Kickstarter, but like you know, GoFundMe's. There's an awful lot of give me money, right? Yeah, and this brought this podcast brought to you by blah blah, and. Their operating costs aren't any more than mine. I wouldn't imagine... Uh, no. I think... No, 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 probably not. I, I really... I'm I guess paying not. for unlimited bandwidth. I'm paying for about 20 email addresses we don't use. I got all the... Dis- so if anybody wants an email address, just let us know. If you want to add game punches, yeah, she'll sort you out. Um, that's 200 quid. Uh, <clears throat> so... Uh, or a tenor, just a tenor. Um, yeah, but like, like all these famous people, they already make money. They already make their money, right? I don't ever ask for money. I just, yeah. I, I gladly spend twenty dollars a month on hosting, and if I need any equipment, I do what humans do. I go out and I fucking buy it. Yes the end and then you got all these other people yeah your support your constant supports really helps us buy new equipment fuck I, there you go 80 dollars new mic boom headset the end yes i don't need to ask for money for this it'd be nice if we got money but i'm not going to ask for it i i listening I don't, to the keg i don't think keg. it's worth i don't think my podcast's worth it <laughs> i don't think it, i don't think i could like uh, straight facedly charge anyone or ask them say you know what if you like it you really need to chip in some money because it's worth it. It's, uh, it's not no. worth it. It's but not the problem worth it. is as well is then you, then you're beholden, aren't you? And I'm not too sure I would. First of all, that well, really wouldn't work for us. Um, I was listening to the Cadcast the other day, and those guys. I mean, they obviously are a big podcast, really. And they've been going compared. for like ever. Yeah. Yeah, and but they are sponsored, so they have to do their spiel for their sponsor all the time or whatever. Right. But he said, you know. They have to, they have to get that show out, right? They have, they owe it to their sponsors to do mm-hmm. their. It's a job. That at that point, it's a job, right? 
So, yeah, the Patreon thing, I don't know. I mean, it's a little, I think it's a little bit of a flavor of the month. I, I'm not sure. It's been going on a while, though, for flavor, flavor of the flavor. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not sure. I'd, I'd be interested to know whether the return is worth it for the commitment on the output. I see, I, I see what you're saying. Just, but it, but it, it's different for us. We ha- we're very pretty easy going, right? So yeah, we much. could or could not have done a show today, True. but... Yeah. Talking about other podcasts, I was going to say one of the interesting things, you know, is, is and we were talking about mics and quality like that, and, and perhaps we're not really talking about gaming, and, and you know, for the listeners who are sitting there going, well, you know what, could you know, just fucking get on do with they it, really, with gaming. Do they really come yeah, here well, for that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know what, go suck a bag of dick. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I don't wow. care. I've already I've devalued the show. <laughs> You've told our listeners to suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> And we've all made like days. four or five veiled <laughs> masturbation well, references. we're not getting paid like, for this, no, this we? is true, we're not. Unless someone wants to subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, which we're starting up at the end of the year. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll send I, you nudes. I tell you what, I'll send I'll you some you... candids. <laughs> that's that's platinum who's... level, Game Country's <laughs> Patreon. I will send you some candids. I've seen them. They're worth it. Every penny. Literally every penny. I think we've, it's hard to get uh, – it's, it's a little bit difficult to do a podcast. There's all sorts of technical problems. But, I mean, I have – damn, I, there was a podcast I wanted to listen to. Somebody had done a uh, – it came up on my Twitch. Someone had retweeted it saying some guys talking about Metal Gear Solid. It was like this podcast is dedicated to Metal Gear Solid. It was something like this. Right. Maybe sixth or seventh show. You know, it was a good few shows into their podcast, and the audio was just dreadful. I have a serious issue with bad audio in podcasts. You've got one job. You've got one job, which is to produce audio that people want to listen to. That's it. There is a there's a cutting point. I mean, you know what? I I, like the the veteran gamers. I think all their they've always captured from the Skype call. Right, but, but there's it's, so but much audio mixed than, in. It, it's kind but, of it's essential, but it's but it's more than passable. Oh, absolutely. Ha- how yeah. you can record a Skype conversation so badly that it's pr- <laughs> or what? I guess it's down to using Skype and 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 that mi- and that free microphone you got with your your Nokia thirty two twenty back in damn whenever it was. I mean, Jesus, Nokia make an effort. Sorry, even I'm going to say it. make an effort. God damn it! Mm. Like even the shittiest microphone you can pick up would have sounded Whoa. better than what those Hang guys on. were using. Something just happened. Can you still hear me? Yes, dude. I don't know what just happened, but like all my USBs just disconnected, reconnected. Okay, I, be- I can still hear. Well, you. yeah, but let as me long check. As you're... Uh, I'm still recording audio. <laughs> Thank God. Okay, good. My screen went black and everything. <laughs> now it's back, and it's not okay, stopped well, recording. I... Can you believe we're only 15 minutes in? <laughs> That's okay. I just realized I didn't record the backup, so I just started that too. Very good. All right, just so 15 case. minutes, something or other. So at least we know we have the start on the good. Uh, yeah, on the mics and then the backup. I the start, uh, so. appear to have. Uh, my video is frozen, but that's fine. As long as you can hear me, we're, we're good. Yes, I can hear you. All right, ju- jolly good then. What the? F- oh, geez. how's that for a fifteen-minute beautiful moany old moany old rant? Title? No, not title. Okay, so the intro is basically just this pissing and moaning. Um, all right, let's go into what we've been playing because I've been playing some cool stuff, dude. Seriously, 
Okay, that's good. Playing some good that's stuff. Good. Um, all right, then why don't you why don't you take the reins then this time? All right, I will do this, and I will I will move first on. Uh, okay, phrase. You know, you're a Renaissance man, just like myself. You appreciate a good eight uh, bit classic, right? I do. I've got to admit, I've fallen into a bit of a trap recently. And sorry, I'm just going to dive into for a second. But, you know, it's a time filler. Well, it's also a game discussion podcast. There's a lot of talk so about please. this Spectrum Next Day at the moment. What? And the Spectrum Next? How has this passed you by? Tell me it's not passed you by. It has passed me by. I've never heard of this. I hear Stu Lex talking about it every five minutes. I don't, I don't pay attention to Stu Lex. Spectrum Next. Oh, man. Yeah, how you didn't get on board with that? I don't I'm know. Checking. But, um, I'm checking. I'm checking. So please continue. Spectrum next. Well, I, it's probably going to die a little bit of a death. I don't know. Is it? I was just curious. Like, I, somebody was talking about the Spectrum next. It was probably Stu. And then I looked, and I think the buy-in was something like a hundred and eighty quid. ZX Spectrum Next by Henrique Oliveira's Kickstarter. Uh, Check the price on that buy-in. Kickstarter. Here we go. And I'm just baffled, really, with... The, uh, with the... Well... I get it, man. I put on the rose-tinted spectacles as much as the next guy, but damn. At some point, you've got to say, how much do I really want to play, pay to play specy games? All right, hang on. It, oh, God, it, they're, they're making it like a slick version of the uh, specy 128. Hang on. Yeah, as far as I know, actually, and I'll give it fair dues, I need to read up a bit more about it, and I'm sure someone can tell us, uh, that I think it is going to do a lot more. I haven't right. really read it. I'm sure you will. You'll find out about it. Oh, here we go. But yeah. still. I mean, it's raised three quarters of a million pounds. How, the, how do I find out how much it fucking costs <laughs> on this Kickstarter a, page? It had a £250,000 goal, right. and it's raised £723,000. Right. That's like, uh, that's a lot of money. It's over. It's finished. So they've obviously done it. Uh, check out the FAQ. Uh, yeah, 165 quid, the ZX Spectrum Next. How much? 65 quid. Quid? Pound sterling? Pound sterling, sir. I kid thee not. <gasps> That's a lot of money for it. It is for a fucking Spectrum. For Spectrum Gate. Exactly. Okay, now we're on the same page. Well, that's the thing. I mean... It's good to have a specy, but this isn't the specy. That's the problem. This is just a PC that acts like a specy, right? I guess. I need to read more. And it looks like a specy, and you plug it into your TV like a specy. But, um, yeah, I mean, really, it's not. It's not like playing it on the original specy, for one thing. Do you know what I downloaded this week? Uh, uh, on my uh, iPad. Uh, uh, on your uh, uh, on your iPad, nothing because you can't. On my iPad, <laughs> nodes of Yezod. Oh, nodes of Yezod. Okay, yeah. Okay, all right. So yeah. I mean, I remember that. Yes, you that. do. Like, is that what you play like said, a baby in a spacesuit? That's pretty much like that. Yeah. All it's right. Little, it, it looks like Starquake or whatever. Yes, it looks like most spectrum by the games. same people, right? Uh, uh, bubble soft. Bubble bus. Bubble bus. Yeah. And I saw that the guy had remade Nodes of Yezod for the iPad. 
So I downloaded it. It said, "Do you want to play the original version?" So I said, well, "I'll try the original version." Yeah. That game is crap. Yeah. <laughs> it's crap. It's crap. I'm sorry. Spoiler, I they love, all I are mean, crap. really, I, I, you know what? I, I have a respect for the retro, and I love the fact that people are in. But the god, it's just shit game. It really is. <laughs> sorry. Shit games. I feel so unclean from saying it. I know people are going to be like, fuck you, you don't know what No, no, but I, that's the raw truth of it, though. I mean, the, yeah, they were great when you were, like, 12. You know, when that was the best we had was Clumsy Colin in Action Biker, the <laughs> KP Skips tie-in for one ninety nine. Thanks, Mastertronic. Um, yeah, that was great back then, but... Those aren't good times. I don't remember. I had I... no money. So I lived on Mastertronic. Everyone lived on Mastertronic games. and Mad. <laughs> Mastertronic oh, and Mad that, Games. That's everything. And it was that you'd buy so many one ninety nine Mastertronic games from the news. I, I, that or the, Tesco. In the hope that you might Not Tesco, gold. Morrison's. Morrison's had this bargain <laughs> bin where I, where, I, uh, where I grew up. And you could go in there in the morning. I used to go in there before uh, college, right? And I had a choice. I could buy <laughs> I could buy a Mastertronic game or a ten pack of smokes. Ooh, tough call. Benny Edgehogs. Actually no, it was uh what was the silver ones? S- Ooh, silver uh, cigarettes. Lambo Thank Lambos. you, Lambos. So <laughs> Because they were literally the cheapest piece of shit cigarettes money could buy. Uh, yeah, so it was a it was a toss up, but you know it, that we got Ma- uh, Master of Magic out of that. We got the last V eight. We got uh, what's the other one? Um, I can't fucking remember. There's so many bumps at Spike. Oh, I could keep going. Could keep going. So many good games. But anyway, they weren't they weren't good. That's, that's kind of what we're saying. Ultimately, I mean, not really. Yeah, it's, nowadays it's it's, it's shice. So. Um, all right. So anyway, back to my. I remember. I mean, I just go no, please. <laughs> I like this. When I was at uni, I remember. <laughs> blew my mind. Is right. I went because when I was at school, I'd go down to the. We'd walk down and go to the shop. At, you know, at break times at school, and it's and the news agent down there was. He didn't care. He was selling this. His school kids were a gold mine for him. He of was course. Us, I, I was buying ten silk cuts. Ten right? silk or cuts. Maybe, or, Ten Marlboros, and then when we really and bumped it, can of Vimto. When we really started to go like image counted, that it was Camel, right? Was it Camel Would though? Camel. Well, we were Camel. Soft pack. Camel. Oh, yeah, really? Dude. And if you could get soft pack Marlboros, you were the fucking. That's best. because it was American, and we, yeah, <laughs> you couldn't right. get shit like that. You didn't go you for the jump players. Cigarette out. No, oh god. No. Oh, that's right. You had to kind of smack it like tap 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 tap, and it was like hey, uh, and then everything yeah, crumble and like break up in your pocket. But I remember when I was at university, I, the news agent next to me, he sold single cigarettes. People would come oh, in man, he knew cigarettes. what was up. He knew what was up. <laughs> he knew his clients. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> next to a college. Give me a break. No, I don't think any of the college kids would buy him. It was like the locals. <laughs> Where the fuck are we living? <laughs> I, can, I can come in, yeah, and, and literally buy one cigarette from you, yeah. Okay, like for what? Right. How much were they, like a quid? I bet I think they- he did... No, I think they were like 10p or 20p or something. I used to hate that when, like, you know, you're at a club and some drunk arsehole comes over and he's like, hey, can, I, buy, a can I buy a fag? And you're like, fuck, no, I will give you one. <laughs> Leave me alone. 
It's like it's not even worth a transaction. Just stop it. Have one. Go. Leave it's me alone. Embarrassing. It's You're a... embarrassing yourself. Like yeah, yes, that will be one pound fifty, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I'll let me open my small portable cash register. Like fuck off. All right. Anyway, <laughs> side rant. Good rant. So anyway, so uh, there's a VR game out for the PSVR phrase, which is PlayStation Virtual Reality. I don't know if you knew that, but it is. And it's I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, you might have heard of it. It's a thing. It's a new technology. It's going around. All the kids talking about it. Um Polybius. Ring a bell. Uh it doesn't. I thought you were gonna say something else, but no, I'm not that does not ring a bell okay. at all. Should it? Uh, uh, okay, so you're uh, you are aware at the very least of Jeff Minter. And Lamasoft, yes. right? Yes. Okay. And and his style of game. And there was a very uh, specific style of game. But, okay. Attack of the Mutant Camels. Yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, Yiffy's something or other. Batalics. Yiffy's Revenge. Thank you, Yiffy's Revenge. Batalics was another good one. Uh, Polybius was another one that he did. Uh, never played it, but then they re-released it on the Wii. Never played it, so they brought it out again on PSVR. Okay. Now, so it's it's um, so the camera is. I'll just kind of describe the layout and then the sensation. So the layout is this uh, on the screen: you uh, control the spaceship. The spaceship you are the camera's fixed behind the spaceship. Spaceship's shooting forwards into the screen, right? So you just kind of propelled forwards. Um, spaceship is a tiny red thing, and it can't flies it's not really a spaceship really it just kind of floats just above the the ground and you just move it left or right and things fly over your head it's 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 a lot like a space harrier in so much as things will come flying over your head and shoot further off in the distance and then they will land and then they'll start kind of creating patterns and things that you got to shoot before they get to you as well as that, you'll see on the horizon as they're coming towards you. Remember Ball Blazer or anything? It's, it's along these lines. Like so just flying forwards very quickly. Um, there's these little gates that are kind of like uh, bull horns or yak horns, or whatever. And uh, you go through those, and anytime you go through those, uh, it speeds you up just a fraction of an amount. But okay, I'm looking at a video right now. How on earth you're trying to describe this to me? This is uh, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, trying to break it down into its components, and that. Uh, so when you do acid, this is what it's like. No, seriously, like <laughs> <laughs> when we keep talking about uh, cross-referencing the Chief Chiba, <laughs> this game will destroy a man. Like this, this yeah, will just mush the brain. That looks. Yeah, it's, it's intense. Really. Really, really fucking intense, and and again, two D doesn't even do it justice because when you strap that headset on and you're literally hovering behind this fucking spaceship, and everything's flying towards you, multicolored, and you got all these weird old retro like speak and spell voices and specky loading sounds flying past you. It's just like it's way too much. Um, anyway, having a blast. It's great. And I think it was like nineteen ninety nine, maybe or even... It was like 20 bucks or 15 
uh, US It looks dollars. very impressive. It, it really... looks like something I would like to try, and then I, my old manness would kick in. I'd say, I think they've had enough of it's that. It's quite possible. my son. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure anyone can handle much of that, to be honest. It's... It looks good, though. It does. I see what you see about the retro-type sort of look to it well i mean it's yeah. it's a full-on jeff minter game it's got this it's got the psychedelic color palettes that rotate very quickly and it's got a lot of flashing shit um it actually goes to great pains when you first fire it up to explain you know there's a lot of flashy shit you might have a seizure also this might just basically give you an aneurysm and die so like you've got to click these two symbols to read the to read like the, the guidelines and the health warnings before it will even let you play the game it's it's because it's like they're covering their the bases on this one. <laughs> Complete cover your ass. Like you're not allowed to play the game until you have fully clicked on an icon, read everything that there is to know about how this thing's da- right. damaging, and then you go in twice. So anyway, that's great. I can't recommend that enough. It's fucking baller. Um, uh, there really isn't much to do. Like it, 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 they add layers of complexity on there. There's different mechanics in each level. Sometimes it'll let, you know there'll be like air vents that'll push your ship into the sky and you kind of float a little bit. Uh, other times you got to avoid stuff. Other times you got to shoot certain things. Sometimes you're in a tunnel on the inside of a tunnel spiraling around. Sometimes yeah, I'm you're watching a tunnel right now. Yeah, yeah, that's shit. Okay, so anyway, that that is just. So anybody with a PlayStation VR God should damn be it. rocking this. You suit. really, really, really should give that a look. And again, you're looking at it in 2D. It it's a whole different ball game when you put that headset on. Entirely different ball game. It's so immediate and visceral, and it feels like you're flying forwards at like three million miles an hour. <laughs> it's right. it's really good. Uh, and it's one of those things where you could just like with the dance music and everything else and the fact that like a lot of the stuff that flies towards you doesn't hurt you you'll only really uh, hurt your shields if you hit things that you can't go through um so really it's just it's more like laying on the fire button and just kind of steering into a groove like a very controlled kind of groove around and you, you really do get into a zone you really do get into a zone where basically everything else disappears and you're just looking on that horizon. And even though there's like nothing but just a fucking blast of colour and busy nonsense all over the place, you can, once you get in that zone, that's all you see are those little horn kind of gateways and you're just kind of whipping through them. It's really good. Anyway. Yeah, I, didn't, I had so much going on, I didn't even notice he was firing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's more of a state of mind than a game. <laughs> But how it gets you there and how quickly it does is, is something else. So I, I definitely recommend yeah. that. Take a look. Anybody out there. If it, 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 it's got a VR mode. It's not VR only, I should say that. So it's totally playable with for anybody. It doesn't really matter. Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah, and it runs at least 4K. It, 4K, Ooh. 120 frames a second. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's, it's got good graphics. Um, oh, very simple graphics. But, yeah, very good. Okay, now I'm going to uh, throw it over to you for one of yours, and then I'm going to come back and talk about uh, my other, uh, a couple of others that I got. Okay, well, I've been playing Typewriter. That's free on PS Plus from May, so I started playing that today. I'm not going to talk about it for too long. Typewriter. Uh, but, I, but Typewriter, yeah, it's sort of... I knew the name, and I don't know why... Uh, but I started playing it, and you basically play this sort of colon, like a two-dot colon, right? Right. Uh, that rolls along, and it's all built around typefaces. 
So the first level is titled Gothic, and you're basically rolling and jumping this colon up and down Gothic type uh, to, to collect things and get to the end. And, and uh, it's not so much that it's... That, that I really like it. I really like what I played so far. I played the first couple of levels. Yeah. And uh, it's because it's based around typeface and sort of the first level was gothic the next one is helvetian or whatever it might be or whatever helvetica it's it's helvetica thank you uh and i don't even know if it is but it, but, but that's a good example it's very stylized very very stylized and it seems to be uh, very fluid um the it's not really a, it's sort of a platformer but it's more like a um movement platformer something like a cross between a platformer and oh my god what's the one with the med- with the motorbikes um uh trail rider uh, or whatever it is uh, trials. trials trials yeah something like that right although you're not a motorbike you're just a colon which is really odd uh, but it's really stylish, and, and unfortunately, if you didn't pick it up on PlayStation Plus from May, you oh, no, you might not have missed the boat. Um, and it's not listed as as on there for the PlayStation. I was going to say, is that just a Canadian thing? Because I haven't seen that advertised at no, all. No, it, because it's crossplay for the Vita, so it's listed as Vita, but it doesn't show up on the store. So it's one of those ones, Sneaky. crafty little buggers. Yeah. you've got to go. You've got to go find it. So um, typewriter, I would go grab that. It's not. It's it's a really nice neat looking game away from the stresses of other games uh i think it's a nice little gem gem and diamond in the rough that one fair enough uh so yeah so that that's cool um am i batting this back to you now forehand uh yes if you haven't uh if you've finished mario tennis the hell is that monkey tennis monkey tennis um so oh god okay so there you know me and my dark souls right i do like a Dark Souls game. Yes. Uh, now, there, a few years back, there was a Dark Souls alike um, called Lords of the Fallen. And that was by Deck 13, I think they're called. I did play that. It, I've got that. Now, it was mechanically sound. It was very much a Souls game mechanically. Um and they sure did make some castles <laughs> for you to walk around in. The only thing is, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I still can't. But it just wasn't... It just didn't have the atmosphere and the vibe that Dark Souls 2 had. Dark Souls 3 wasn't out at the time. Um, it just didn't have that vibe to it. And once you suck all of the atmosphere out of something like that, a game like that, then... Yeah, I mean, really, you got to keep that game needs to have real strong good points in order to offset the the toughness and the brutality of those games. So when you're up against something like Dark Souls, which is again, you know, I've used the word already, but so stylized, it's so confident and firm in its in its style. Right. You're really up against it. I mean, Lords of the Fallen, I played a little bit of it. There's nothing there that I felt compelled to... It was competent. It was, it was very well executed. It's just yep. stylistically, the the atmosphere wasn't anywhere close to... It was like Battleborn compared to Overwatch. Right, exactly. It was basically, no. this is what Westerners 
end up with like when they make the same game it's like you give the same design document to Japanese developers and you give the same one to Western developers it was very clear <laughs> that this was the Westerners version as opposed to you know the Japanese one which which yep. would be Dark Souls of course so yeah it just kind of lacked a lot of a lot of soul um huh uh, it, now did that deter them nine what they did was they were like okay let's not do gothic stuff anymore we'll stick to the whole dark souls tough unforgiving drop your shit i have to go back and get it thing except we're gonna do it in the future so it's a futuristic Dark Souls, basically. Ah, uh, okay. I know. I know nothing about this game at all. So, actually, this came up on my Steam thing today. The Surge. Yeah, I never paid it any attention, right. but it said that's beca- you might be interested in this. That's because it had barely any release fanfare whatsoever. Um, had no build-up, no anticipation. Um, no advertising that I'm aware of, and the cover art is the most forgettable, <laughs> unimpressive, <laughs> uh, opposite of eye-catching, I guess. Just like, it's just invisible. It's just so, forget it. And, and the title, The Surge. Really? Mm-hmm. So, it totally is, yeah. So, I mean, no wonder. No wonder it's like, people go, what, what? Oh, oh, that's the thing. Oh, really? Now? Oh, it's out? Okay. Like... Sixty five ninety nine on Steam. Uh, that's Canadian loonies, right? I mean, greedy tips. Um, I believe retail in the US. I believe it's uh, forty nine ninety nine. This is um, Steam PC, mostly positive though. Well, that's the thing. It's actually a really good game. Now, yeah. um, they've <sighs> so graphically. Competent. Where are, you, where are you playing? This is on the PlayStation Frizzle. Oh, you do like a game on your PlayStation. I do enjoy you? a PlayStation game, I will say that much, uh, because it is a good console as opposed to the Xbox, and it's accessible unlike the PlayStation, sorry, the PC. So the PlayStation 4 Professional um, is my preferred choice for pretty much anything, uh, unless it's an Xbox exclusive. Anyway, so... The, the graphically, like, competency-wise... Graphics. Good graph. It's got average graphics, <laughs> unfortunately. So the thing is, like, oh, well. it's expertly done, but there's, again, there's no flair, there's no soul, there's no vibe to it. Um, and but no one else is doing it, right? Is that, oh, would that be fair to say? No one else is doing this, this type of game... In a post-apocalyptic style industrial, basic in the future. Yeah, in the future. So this is basically uh, for the elevator pitch. It is Dark Souls meets District Nine. Okay. Right. So you're doing a lot of like wasteland uh, and uh, factory manufacturing industry kind of industrial complexy stuff that and it it it, the the guy that you play looks boring and bland um he He looks generic uh, he is i mean the 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 good thing about that yeah the the good thing well what's interesting is that you start off paralyzed he's in a wheelchair right and he's on his way in a train station 
uh, riding towards this factory that's like run by some kind of future Google uh, that is, has a lot more power and they've moved into uh, organic augmentation, bioaugmatics, uh, stuff like that. Uh, cy- cyborg stuff. Um, and he undergoes some uh, fucking horrific looking surgery uh, to get a job as like some kind of like with an exosuit, but they kind of welded onto him. And then he blacks out and then he wakes up and there's, it's like they don't say like oh, 20 years later or 20 minutes later or anything, but basically he wakes up uh, and he's got this exosuit on, which allows him to walk now because, of course, it's an exosuit. And uh, the entire like everything around him is just rubble. Like he just went through World War Three while he was asleep. It's, it's crazy. Okay. Uh, and now that like the place where he finds himself is just populated by uh, robot things like flying drones and things like that that shoot and humans that are completely and utterly like turned into augmented robot people um, with big things with they can swing big in. appendages and attachments it's all I'm, I'm watching the gameplay now right um, yeah it's very I can see where you're coming from now. right so it's got that Dark Souls kind of loop where you know you kill a thing they drop, well, it's scrap in this game, but it's basically souls. Um, you pick that up, and then you accumulate that as you're playing through and killing things, and then you can go back to a point. Uh, in the bonfire of this game is the... Uh, oh, jeez, what is it called? It's basically like a little kind of booth, like a, a room, or like a kind of a, a structure that you go in, and you can kind of uh, 3D print new parts for your suit, or and you can kind of upgrade yourself in the hollow uh, medi dock thing, and that's how you and you use that that scrap as currency for everything. Um, and you can also find parts to augment and upgrade your suit and your diff- all the different gear that you have. Um, whenever you kill something, you, you know, as long as they drop an intact piece, not like a trashed piece of arm or whatever, you can then acquire that arm, stick it on, and use that. So you're kind of building up yourself, uh, you know, turning yourself into more and more of a cyborg, you know, to survive as you're going through. So that's kind of neat. Um, and that has the, there's a whole bunch of loops and kind of small mini mechanics based, built into, you know, upgrading your suit and everything. The combat is like Dark Souls, but it's a little more forgiving. A um, couple of things make a really big difference. Firstly, the the bad guys telegraph their moves a hell of a lot easier in general obviously there's some exceptions but in general it's a lot easier to read an enemy no matter who it is uh, in the surge than it would be in dark souls um normally they've got a big wind up and kind of telegraphs where they're going to be and that's kind of how you dodge and roll and stuff but in this one it's very obvious plus they move slower in general um so it's a lot more forgiving in that respect you can get further on one life in this game in general than you can in dark souls um but so it's a little bit more accessible for the- yeah i would definitely say it's much more accessible i mean that you know if, if you're not used to these kinds of games the first hour is going to be brutal regardless because these games it teaches you pretty early on like you can't just run around um you got to pay attention but um the other thing that was really neat and f- God's sake, I really wish that Dark Souls would do this. Um, when you're, You reach a point when you're playing these games where you're carrying a lot of souls or scrap or whatever. And you don't quite have enough for the thing you want. So you're holding on to them. But you know that the more you hold on to these, the greater the risk you're running of you dying somewhere 
that's yeah. going to be hard to get back to, and you could lose it all. So it's all this is risk reward, and that's why you're on on pins the whole time when you're playing these games. Um, but and the thing is that the only way that you can get rid of those souls is either to die and lose them or spend them. In this game, whenever you go back to the hollow medi dock thing, you can actually bank what you have. Okay. Basically, store it, f- save it for later in a machine, and then you can just. So you're not risking as much. The thing is, when you're holding, the more you hold in your hands as you're running around, the the bigger uh, bonuses you get. Like more of a kind of, uh, it's not like a kill streak bonus, but it's more like a, a, a multiplier. Multiplier. Yeah, right. and oh, that's clever. That's a good. So idea. they they give you the risk reward there, so the ballsy players really do get rewarded. Um, but for the ones that are like more timid, like oh, I don't want to go, you know, because that can really turn people off on Dark Souls. Like it's just the risk is not worth the potential of the reward. And so there's a lot of timid, like, oh, I don't want to go down there. I don't want to go. You know, th- this at least encourages you to push forward because you know you can always bank your stuff, and then you have a lot less to risk by going somewhere you've never been before and opening that area. The, they, but, I mean, they've ripped the, the thing wholesale from cloth of uh, Dark Souls. Like, you know, you're running around a big facility and um, it, there'll, there'll be an awful lot of recognizable landmarks. I was kind of worried about the, the variety of the terrain because it's very... It can appear as though it's very samey uh, when you're looking at, you know, videos. But, God bless, like... Once you get out of the outside area in the in the starting uh, levels, and you get into the main factory, that thing is just beautiful. It's 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 gothic industrial architecture, and it's just vast, like these enormous buildings that like you know like drops hundreds of feet into nothing, skylights way off in the distance, and like trams coming through in the middle of nowhere, and just a thousand ways to get everywhere. And then like you'll find sneaky secret ways, you'll open a door and go, oh shit, that's actually right next to the spawn point, great. So that'll be a shortcut next time, and I don't need to fight these guys every time anymore. And then, and there's all, like, all kinds of lifts and secret service uh, access ways and stuff. It's really, really neat. This was a surprise. Um... If I had to give it a percentage, and which I don't, oh, he's going to give. I know, right? I don't ever do this, but just to kind of gauge roughly, if you're like me and you like the Souls games, I mean, if if you're not one of those that is already like on New Game Plus on Dark Souls, but you enjoy the game, but it's it's still a challenge and it kicks your ass every day, but you do enjoy it, then you'll love the Surge. Like this, I would put this, it's safe Dark Souls 3, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Let's say if we had, if Dark Souls 3 was at a 90, then I would put the Surge at like a 78, 79. It's close. It's it's definitely going to scratch that itch and it's definitely more accessible than Dark Souls, but it's the same basic idea. And I guarantee you, if you've not used, if you're not, comfortable with these games but you want to get into them start with the surge and by the time you've had like you get five hours under your belt in the surge and you'll be able to stroll right into dark souls and just start enjoying that game for what it is because it's got training wheels in a way that souls games don't have so that's that wonderful game came out of nowhere what a big surprise combat is super satisfying uh, that's one thing that they didn't have in Souls that they do have on this. Once you click to lock onto a target, you can move the other stick, and instead of switching between targets, you stick on that target and you 
you basically isolate a body part to attack, and it'll show you. I can see him slicing and dicing up and taking off legs and limbs right. and stuff, so that looks pretty cool. Yeah, finishing moves and all that kind of stuff is very stylized, and it's it's a lot of fun. So yeah, I can't recommend that enough if you're into these Souls games. If you're not, don't don't bother. Um, okay. Yeah, what you got? Uh, library. Library. I went to the library to get a book. Yeah. And I thought, oh, just pop in, just go have a look to see if there's anything I want to get any on the games. And staring me right in the face, there are lots of stuff in there that if I wasn't so involved, I've been playing a ton of Fallout 4 still. Right. But I haven't, I haven't put it on my list. Do you blob? Uh, I, you know, I haven't been playing to blob, although that used to, I did rent that from the library. Of course once, you did. To be honest. <laughs> uh, but I had a look, tons of games in there that I'd like to play, but one that really stood out was Nier Automata, which I haven't played. I've so. heard about this and I don't know anything about it. Yeah, so... Uh, well, I don't really know where to sort of start. Now, I had played Nier <clears throat> back in the day on the 360. Is it which was a Japan? It is Japan. Yeah, okay. it's um, it's totally Japan. Okay, it's worth a look just for the Japan of it. It's fair. Um, actually, and uh, I give a nod to my daughter. Actually, the other day we were talking about we we're talking about going to Japan for a holiday. Ooh. Um, and uh, my daughter says, oh, well, we should take my friend Amber because she's Japanese and she can help us speak the Japan. Beautiful. <laughs> you got to speak the Japan. So that was good. That's great. Um, she gets 10, 10 cool points. 10 points for that. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Naya Automata uh, or Automata or however you want to pronounce it. It's very, very cool and slick. It's um, Platinum Games, I, I believe. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, so it's proper slick. Okay. Um it's all, as far as I know, and I've only played... What was really cool is it wouldn't let you... It said that when you start, it goes, we'll tell you when you can save. I'm like, ooh, all right, good. Now somebody's taking control of this for me. Um, so you start off, uh, and, and it's almost like it doesn't want to tell you what sort of game it is. So it starts off in a spaceship. Okay. And it's almost you're top-down in a spaceship shooting at stuff, and then it switches to behind the spaceships right. and then to the side of the spaceships, <clears throat> and then you're suddenly out of the spaceship, and then you're running across looking down on your person who's running around, and then suddenly they're going up walkways, and now it's a 2D platformer, and then now you're suddenly top-down battling. It's all over the shop. The camera does not stay still at all. Huh. So the jumping around and and uh, the way this looks and plays is really interesting. Okay. Is it an really RPG? Good. What is it? RPG or what? It's an action. Uh, so far, I would say it's probably opened itself up to me to be something action-wise like Vanquish. Mm-hmm. You know, that's sort of <clears throat> jumping around or whatever. Right. But with sprinkles of odd 2D Twin, at one point, it, it flips you from being a full-on 3D, you're swinging your sword around and executing moves and stuff like that, right. to turning into top-down twin-stick shooter. It's really, really weird how they just change it up suddenly. Any leveling up but it's stuff very, going on? Leveling up? I, I, I haven't... Uh, I'm collecting stuff as, as, as things drop, as I'm killing robots and things like that. I fought a ma- Within 10 minutes, I was fighting a massive machine. It was uh, really impressive. Um, it's really cool, but I haven't given it enough time to, um, to, to uh, let it get its hooks into right. me. I'm, I'm still too obsessed with um, Fallout. Fallout 4 
and battlegrounds. So um, I don't know. So I've extended my. I, I've uh, I've got to play it some more. I definitely want to play it. It's on my list. It's going to happen. Um, but I might have to re-rent it. But so far, from what I've seen, it looks amazing. I, I, I'll be interesting now to maybe dig back through some of the older podcasts right and uh see if anybody on some of the other shows has has played it and see what they say and compare but hopefully i'll have some more news about it soon excellent but but uh if you get a chance to to grab it i would say it looks really cool is it are you going to talk about yeah yeah i was gonna say is is it something that i would play i don't know did you like vanquish not as much as everybody else Probably not. Wait till it's cheap. All right. Wait till it's cheap or watch some gameplay and see what you think. That works. I can do that. That's something I can for do. Sh- for, for sure, yeah. Don't go drop, yeah, don't go drop 50, 60 bucks on it. Okay. Uh, <sighs> so, uh, yeah. All right. So so when I'm up in when I'm up for it, I have a feeling I'm going to love it. So I'll tell you what it's really like. Uh, it's not so much like Vanquish. It's probably more like Metal Gear Rising so far. Mm. That coolness. Right. I didn't like that fat. guy. No, not many people did. So, and that was platinum. <laughs> that too, was so. platinum, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm. So, um, I have one more left on there, and you have two more. I'm not going to talk about Dark Souls 3, because everyone knows about Dark Souls 3. So, I technically have one okay. more, but you can go ahead. That, that, I need to know more about Battlegrounds again. Well, what do you need to know about Battlegrounds? I have been watching so much Battlegrounds on Twitch, it is insane. Um, I decided to buy it because I don't think when we spoke last time I w- I'd bought it and sold it or bought it and refunded it I decided to buy it again right um, to give it another chance to see if it was if I could get it running on my PC and I can and I've got it running on my PC I'm playing it no problem all right and I'm pleased with the buy and and there is another reason I've watched so much of this game on Twitch that I have no problem just buying it for the sake of buying right it, you know to give back because um, this is like an indie kind of came out of nowhere thing, right? Uh, it sort of didn't. It didn't come out of, of of nowhere. So for those who are not familiar with the premise and have been living under a rock, Battlegrounds is basically um, last man standing. So you start off 100 people in a plane flying over an island. You all choose when you're going to jump out. You know, you have free will to jump out of the plane whenever you want. The map is huge. Uh, you get down, there's buildings all over the place, uh, lots of open spaces too. You loot, grab guns, grab ammo, backpacks or whatever. Uh, you could land in a populated place and be battling someone within the first second. Um, I've I've landed and encountered someone straight away and it was fisticuffs. Sir, Ooh. get your fists oh. up. Uh, uh, or I had a game this afternoon where I landed. I thought I was in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I, ju- I go into a house. There's a guy looting, picking up a shotgun. I've got nothing. He comes out, chases me. I'm running around the house like some sort of weird Benny Hill situation. <laughs> and then I manage to lose him and just run off into the distance. Beautiful. Uh, and it's last man standing. you know. And, and basically what happens is within the first five minutes, you're free to loot on this island. And then it announces the circle. And it's like you have now, in two minutes, we're going to start reducing the map. You have to get to that point on the map, oh. which is a circle. And uh, so, a, so a blue shield starts to to close in on the circle point of the map. Right. And if you're outside of that, you start to take damage. Gotcha. Um, now you can heal and maybe make it back, make it into the circle. And then after a couple of minutes, that circle is going to shrink again to another circle within that circle, and another oh, circle within that circle. And it's never the same areas, 
but it's the circles within circles. So uh, anyway, whether you like it or not, there's an end point, right, where you it funnels all the players into the center of the map at some right. point, right? And they're dying from me, from whatever, you know, you're encountering people, killing people on your way. And usually, you know, you get towards, if you met, I've made it my best so far. I made it to third. I was third person oh, nice. by, um, by playing super weaselly, like just avoiding all confrontation whatsoever and high legitimate and technique. To that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but then I played another game the other day where I was, um, I ended up fifth, but I had five kills. So, you know, I'd encountered people and was getting some shots right. off. Um, and I've had many games as well where I've been like 96th, 97th. You know? Right. I haven't been the first person to die. <laughs> I think I might have been the first person to die in one of the games. Uh, so, so you never know what's going to happen. It's brilliant to watch. Uh, if you get a chance to watch some of the top people on Twitch play, it's very, very fun to watch. I think I will, actually. It's yeah. extremely stressful to play. I'm not the the problem I'm having with it is encounters are low. So mouse and keyboard shooter. Right. You can land, be looting, then you suddenly go into a house, there's another guy in there with a shotgun, it's pistols at dawn and you're panicking and I don't know what buttons I'm pressing and you don't really get a chance to um to practice. So uh but there's gonna be more game modes coming. Right. I've bought in early and the the devs are like, I think they've sold two million copies plus and rising, right? It's, so, how much is it? It's thirty bucks right now. Ooh, all right. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's updates all the time. It's massive. It's massively popular. Gotcha. And it's great fun. Um, yeah, and uh, it's just funny. I I was thinking about you this morning because, or this afternoon when I was playing a game because this some the reason. There's so many little reasons why it's got its hooks into me. Right. Um, the, the the ferocious gunplay that you can have, the bizarre situations that you can have. I mean, I was coming up. I'm very attuned to this because do you remember my rust? Days Absolutely. Of my rust How can I fishing. Forget? Yes. My rust fishing, where I would have an open house and might sit there for half an hour. Right. You know. <laughs> so, do I have? Do I have the patience to sit in a bush? <laughs> For like five to ten minutes, right. and waiting for some guy maybe to come by. Of course, I do. Right. I absolutely have that patience. <laughs> so, I was coming down one of the mount, one of the hills, and I could see a house in the distance. And there's a guy sitting on the top of the house, on the roof of the right. house, taking pot shots at someone north of us. Right. So he can't see me coming up to the house. So I get down to the house and I go into crouch mode and I sneak into this house and he's very slowly so my footsteps don't make a noise and I go up the stairs and then I go up to the next floor and there's the door to the roof. Do I open the door to the roof and go and shoot him? No way. I just sit there at the door. Oh, like he's got beautiful. to he's got to come at out. At some point. At some point. He's got to come out because the circle's gonna change. So unless the circle <laughs> and the chances of you staying in the circle are usually pretty slim. Right. Circle, circle's going to change. That guy's got to come through that roof sooner or later. And I must have sat there for about five minutes just waiting for a <laughs> shotgun pointed at the door. And it just puts a massive smile on my face knowing how much that guy shit his pants when he opened And you were right there. Just on the other side of him just and ended his game like Beautiful. that. Beautiful. You know? So, uh, 
Yeah, so it has its it has legs. It has its moments. It has its stories. I guess it's kind of like DayZ in a way, or or even Rust, like where like yeah, real well, world I... kind of restrictions and constraints force in game dynamics. Yes. Well, that I was thinking, giving it some thought, and I was wondering how I was going to sort of convey this to you, and I and I have some sort of. I've always had Rust had that Rust Rust's hook was putting in a load of effort. And if you got killed, that was it. It was game over. You know, you lost all your stuff. All your, you know. Right. It was bad, right? So there was always the, the, the fear of defeat. And I was always interested in Daisy, but Daisy, I think, never, never got, never uh, threw off the shackles of its jankiness, I think. Right. Um, yeah. And then I was aware of the mods on armor um which was made by the guy who's made battlegrounds so he i believe perhaps somebody can correct me so he made king of the kill i think on h1z1 and he was also responsible for battle royale on armor which i had seen that format of an ever closing game area so i had already watched it was very interested and now battlegrounds is the game he wanted to make right and the and it's great because it has that support. It has the fixes. It, you know, they're making changes all the time, and it's got a massive amount of. It's got a huge following well. over, like almost overnight. Really, I mean, last three, four months, it just exploded. Yeah, it's one of the biggest games on Twitch. Um, look, the guy sold two million of them, right? Exactly. Say no more. Yeah. Say no more. So, cool. So that is my flavor of the year. Oh, so all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Get rust. I still say I'm getting rust vibes off of this from you. Yes. Obsession levels wise, you know. Yeah, but the uh, but the thing about rust is, you rust never ended, right? Ah, so you true. would have your world that you were in, and you could lock up. You could build your fortress, lock it up tight, right. and then just go to work and pray that no one broke into it. And then you would go back and back into the world and stuff like that. This is over. These games are half an hour max. You're, and, and chances are a game can only be five minutes before you're killed and now you're on to the next one. Right. So, hmm. uh, but there's loads of customization coming. They have, uh, you can squad up with people, two-player, four-player, and soon they'll be have full customization right. of games. They reckon they're going to have 50-player, 50 50-aside 50 teams at some point, you know, which would be fun. Big, big. It's going to be It's going to be huge. So, all right, that is it. That is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. All right, so the last game I have uh, again, it's under the PlayStation VR title. Now, this is uh, PlayStation VR only. Well, it, it's also available on uh, Oculus and uh, Vive, uh, but it's yeah. Well, this was one of the things. It was free with Oculus, wasn't it? They're saying it's free with Oculus or something. Is it? I mean, it literally something just like came that. out this week, so I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's some special deal. If it is. Anyway, I'll look. Damn. Great. Okay, so. Star Trek Bridge Crew. Um, I don't know if I've ever gone into this much on the show before, but I'm, like, really into Star Trek. I'm, like, heavily... Or at least I was. I was deeply, passionately uh, in love with uh, Next Generation, very specifically. I I like DS9 enough. Uh, Voyager, I tolerated um did you have a thing for Deanna Troy? Uh, absolutely, of course. Absolutely I did. 
How dare you Star suggest Trek that Bridge I wouldn't crew. have? Uh, <laughs> Star Trek Bridge Crew is now included with every HTC vibe. Oh, man, that's a steal. God. All right, so it's a VR game. It's called Bridge Crew for a reason. You play a member on a Star, Star Trek uh, Starfleet ship. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It doesn't really matter. Um, you play a, a bridge crew member. Um, you can choose which it is. Um, and there's a, I haven't gone into the multiplayer stuff yet, which is a whole different ball game. I've just been doing the training and the single player. I only got it yesterday because it only came out yesterday. Uh, so, uh, but it's all VR. So basically, you ha- you can sit at the captain's chair or helm or tactical or engineering. So you have like those four options. Obviously, if you're the captain, you sit at the back uh, and you can see all three people like in front of you. You got helm to your left at the front con. You got tactical, uh, which normally is behind you in the movies and TV show, but right now it's kind of on the right hand side uh, in front of you, right next to where the the helm is. And then off to the right of the captain's chair is uh, engineering, uh, which again is usually at the back. But um, it's I played mostly in the captain's chair because that that's where you kind of get an overall sense of everything that needs to happen for you to go from A to B and do a thing. Oops. So, uh, so I just I just like <laughs> knock my knock my Fine, brand new fun. microphone. All right, it's it's safe. So, um, yeah, first off, you strap that thing on, and you're sat in the captain's chair, damn it. And you, you this is with move controllers. So the PlayStation move controllers, of course, they're the big ice cream cones with the trigger underneath and the button on the front where your thumbs are. So you hold these in your hands, and you kind of, if you hold them up, you're basically, you see that you have, like, Captain Kirk's arms, basically. So, like, right. you've got, like, the yellow... Uh, like officers garb and mm-hmm. you can pick your avatar to a point it's very rudimentary kind of pick a face with eyes and nose and whatever uh pick a species that kind of thing and pick a gender um uh but i mean i just went with generic male go and so you just get like the same stock hands and feet and legs but you basically you look down you're, you're sat in the captain's chair and you so the way they do it they've basically it's like a fisher price or like my first starship so like they've yes. kind of uh boiled down um all of the complexities that each station would have to like have responsibilities for and they've managed to kind of break it down to very very not overly simple but like each each con has maybe five or six things to do the captain has way more things to do but he doesn't actually do them he's like he's the captain has like about a hundred options available to him um but all those options are asking other people to do shit um and really the captain's only responsible like his only active input into the gameplay at all is like he'll get the hails he's got to answer the hails he can set red alert uh, I'm saying he because I was a he, but like uh, then my daughter played it. She turned it. Uh, she, she opted for a she uh, Vulcan girl, I think. Um, so anyway, the captain can pick uh, hits, you know, red alert or not, and that's fun just to hit whenever you want. Um, of course, yeah, it's like it's fun, um, and 
you open and close hails and you can bring up like the overall status of the craft and you can bring up your mission briefing with all your like things that you need to accomplish uh like checklists um and on the left hand side like the left arm you have um Oh, I'm trying to think. You got oh yeah, you got because um, you got to tell the sh- the helm where to go, right? So you have like these local, um, local uh, regular um, pl- map of the like basically your ship scanners and like everything that it senses around it, and then you have the impulse map which shows you a much further range that you can travel in uh, impulse and. Did I just get an error message or that? What did I get? Oh. Can I hear you? Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, I just it just said reconnecting. Three, two, one. I don't know what it was reconnecting to. Um Hello. Hi, can you hear me? You can hear me, right? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, Hello. drop the call. Let me see if I can get him again. Hey. Hello. Hi. Still still recording? <laughs> yes. Alright, cool. Oh, it's doing that reconnecting thing again. I think I'm having Skype issues. It seems like you're having an issue, and it seems to be with Skype. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, well. Are you still recording? Uh, yes, I haven't stopped anything, so we can just keep going. Um, Alright, so... Uh, where was I? Okay. And on the, okay, so on the left-hand side, you've got your... Uh, your local sensor map it shows you things that are in the area you can like select um and you should you just do it just by reaching your arm out and hitting the trigger so that he's basically kind of pointing at something um and you pick like an object or a ship and you can tell your helm to go there or whatever uh then you have like an impulse map um and you just pick a a destination and then tell the helm to, you know, prep the impulse engines, get the, you know, talk to the uh, engineering, okay, power to impulse drives, you know, that kind of thing. Then talk to your tactical, okay, scan the target. And it, it's very, very quickly you start building up this repertoire of, like, procedures, of things that you have to do to get from A to B. And I'm telling you, like, I was so stuck at first, even though, like, you know, I know exactly how to... I can fly a spaceship. I can fly... Uh, you know, galaxy class starship. Of course you of course. can. Just sit right down and and, and go. just wave your hands and go engage and do stuff. Um, but once I got, jeez, I keep knocking this microphone over. All right, there it is. <laughs> I'm not used to it because the boom, the pop stopper, has got this huge arm on it, and I keep catching the arm. You're putting our Patreon in jeopardy. <laughs> Maybe I need to. They need to send me more money to get a better microphone stand. There we go. So, um. Oh, what was I saying? Yeah, okay, so I got... Well, I have a question Yes. So you're playing this on your own. So far, yes. But you can play with the whole... Everyone else? Yeah. As, as playable playable people? Yeah. Other players, Yes. Right? So my question is, what happens if people don't do what you tell them to well, do? Well, that's the best part. Because I was looking at the PSVR subreddit, and of course everyone's talking about this one now. Because if there's a community angle, everyone goes apeshit about it. Because like the Werewolves Within, that was all about interacting with other people. And everyone went crazy about that. But now this one, there's so many posts of, you know, 
PSA to all captains, please don't, like, chug a massive bong before you start the mission. We spent three hours last night, and the captain didn't know where the fuck to go. <laughs> so, like, you got that angle. And then you got, like... Uh, actually, I got I prefer the drunk captains because they seem to like they're on a mission, regardless of whether it's the appropriate one or not. They know where they need to go right. and they want to go. Um, so I guess yeah, there's a problem there if someone doesn't do what you need them to do. But again, it's it's a teamwork thing because obviously, like if if one person doesn't do their job, that's like a that's quarter of the experience that's not going to happen. So like. If tactical decides to fucking not do anything, then you you're defenseless and you can't scan anything to go anywhere. If helm doesn't do their job, you're you're just sat still. If the captain doesn't do their job, everyone else can go wherever they want they want to do, but there's no coordination central point. Right. And then you know, an engineering can divert power all day, but you know, it's they tactical. Sorry, engineering is more of a reactionary you know, transfer power based on what is going on elsewhere. So there's a lot of leaning on other people to kind of infer to what you need to do next. So there's there's a lot of... It's it's really well structured. But what I was thinking about... I mean, this is a Star Trek game, dude. This is a Star Trek game that puts you in the shoes of a Starfleet officer. The Oh, I can the imagine. The only people well. that are going to play this game at all are 110% full-on Star Trek nerds. Oh, so really? This isn't Call of Duty. We're not going to get a bunch of pop collars coming in, going <laughs> nerds, because this game costs fifty dollars. So right. it's you know, no one's going to be playing this except the people that want to play it, right? So yeah, yeah. Anyway, so what they have managed to do, and I should say that this is surprisingly, this is a Ubisoft published game. And they've really gone the extra mile on this. Um, I can't describe. You know, you sat on the bridge, and when you you're going through the training, not the training, but like the introductory parts of your first mission, and you scan a thing, and he goes, "Yeah, scans come back. Oh, and it's this. Okay, great. Uh, next. Oh, we probably need power to here and get ready for impulse. All right." Okay, and now click here and then go there. And then when you see the ship move because of the commands that you've given it as the captain, so good. (laughs) There's nothing like it. There's nothing like piloting or being a captain of a starship and having it do what you want it to do. (laughs) There's something else entirely. Um, Yeah, but I mean... that's really all I can say about it right now because I've only played it for maybe four hours tops. But the t- the go. time I've had with it so far, I can't wait to get back in there. I should have been playing tonight, but I'm doing this. Damn it! But yeah, anyway, so that's that. Cool. Yeah. Should we should we just wrap it up here instead of doing the charts? Do we need to? Because it's like I think you should do no. I think you should do the Japan charts. Okay. All right. What are they good? I was, very, I was actually yeah for the first time in a long time. I was oh by the way, when you were talking about the surge. And you were saying that he starts in a wheelchair. I was like, that sounds familiar. Yeah. And you know what it is? Avatar. Oh, yeah. He turns up in a wheelchair and that, doesn't he? He does. And you know, weirdly enough, I... He looks like him. He does look a lot like him. But what I was going to say was... That's right. Ironically, um, I watched Avatar again for the first time since it came out, like, last week. Right. 
I was like, okay. I fancy watching Avatar again. Let's put that on the big 4K television. Um, yeah, right. Anyway, okay, so let's do the Japan charts and then fucking do one. All right. Oh, God. All right, here we go. You ready? Uh, Cue the chart music. Boing. All right. Number 10 for the 3DS, it's Sankokushi, 13 with power-up kit. Number 9 for the PlayStation 4, it's Nia Automata. 8 for the PlayStation Vita, Marginal. Number 4, Road to Galaxy. 7 for the 3DS, Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission. 6 for the Switch, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 5 for the 3DS, Monster Hunter Double Cross. 4 for the PlayStation 4, Guilty Gear Exerd. Rev 2. 3 for the Switch. It's Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challenges, EX plus Alpha Turbo 2, Championship Edition. And 2 for the Switch. TX. TX. Um, it's Mario Kart 8 2 Deluxe. Number 1 for the PlayStation 4, it's Yus 8 Lacrimoso of Dana. Or Dana. That is the chart. See, nice, not bad, not bad, not bad for a day's work. All right, cool. So that's that. I think we should stick a fork in it because it's uh, almost eleven thirty, and yep. we did a show. Phrase, we did a show. We did. We did what we came to. We set out to do. We sure did. I think we'll try hardest that we can to do a pre-three show next week. I think early next week or the weekend because doesn't everything start early? I don't know. I'm having. I'm going to have a bit of a moan about. I mean, every person in their dog is going to be doing a E3 show, so I'm not overly keen to um, to go full tilt. But I think we should definitely get a show out before it, and maybe we just a brief mention in there. Agree. Not like a full dedicated show or anything, but I want to hear John talk about Friday the Thirteenth too. Yeah, because I, I I didn't even know that was a game that was coming out. All right cool well anyway we love you long time thank you everybody for listening and until next time listen to